students of Exeter, have you craved a nutritious, affordable meal that can be delivered right to your doorstep? Ever considered spending those dull Tuesday nights in snuggled up with your housemates having a curry? Well, now you can. Karana's Curries are a student business based in the heart of Exeter, producing handmade curries with recipes passed down through generations of Asian heritage. There are a number of flavours available to satisfy the spice-phobic among us, as well as the Billy Big Bollocks who fancy an attack of the senses, and all this for as little as £5. Go follow Karana's Curries on Instagram, and if you use the code THERAINCARD when placing an order, you get free delivery. So what are you waiting for? Pre-order for Tuesday night using code THERAINCARD to make every Tuesday night a little bit less dull. Back to the studio. Hello, and welcome back to the Raincard Podcast with me, Ben Whitten. I'm the only treasure. Treasure, how are you doing today? It's been a while since we last filmed our one, but you know we're back better than ever. I know we've been back, and there's been so much happening in the world of cricket. So as a badger, I'm really, really excited to sort of delve into the cricketing world. And how are you, Bill? I'm good, thank you. I've spoken to a lot of people about our John Turner episode, and that seems to have gone down really well. He spread it probably wide and far to his Hampshire teammates as well. I'm hoping that they'll be tuning in for this one as well. Yeah. Liam Dalton does just want to hear Billy Whitten and Ollie Treasure speak. So. He doesn't want to cuddle us though, he's quite an angry bloke apparently. No, apparently. <laughs> but what are we talking about today, Treasure? Who, who have we got today? So today we've got a special guest. The only one we could go one up on John Turner is my very own cricket coach, Ed Brew. Ed, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you chaps. I'm not sure about one up on John Turner, so quite a hard man to follow. <laughs> There's a bit of pressure on me today, but, but we'll see. We, as, as the best looking man in the club, we only we only could one up one up John Turner like that because John Turner's quite a good looking bloke. Yeah, so this is where we had to go. But I'm, I'm very glad this is on, a, on an audio recording. So <laughs> absolutely no evidence in this game. <laughs> Just stick to the headlines. And yeah. Go forward. On John Turner's Wikipedia, as I did a bit of stalking, his nickname is Fit John. Yeah, like, that must be so cool. <laughs> Surely you've edited that. <laughs> it wasn't even I, me. I think it was Hipwell. Oh. I think it was Hipwell, but I can't confirm that. But can't go with that. But Brew, if you could describe yourself as a cricketer, both on and off pitch, what what do you bring to the table? I'd say I'd classify myself as a sociable cricketer. Like yeah. like playing a decent standard, but not too fast. Okay. But like prefer a chill a chill game rather than a uber competitive game. For example, I'd say one of my favourite games for the uni last year wasn't necessarily a Bucks freeze game. It was going down to Lytton and Limburg and play, playing with the Sixers boys. Yeah, let's have a good time. Can you touch that briefly? So, yeah, we can. If you guys don't know, Lytton and Limburg is one of the most picturesque grounds in the in the UK at the moment. And the Sevens, for some, for some reason, have the opportunity to go and play there. And we we travelled down two hours. It was through this little, little picturesque village and we eventually got there. Massive mountains, landscape. And and we eventually ended, ended up getting rolled back, what, 100? Yeah, just about. That's generous, I'd argue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they said, you know what, you can come back in. How many wickets you use, we'll use as well. Ed Brew and Toby Jennings then put on a, what, 150 partnership? Oh, we were flying. <laughs> it was yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> and Toby ended up getting out in 97, Brew at 80-odd. Yeah, that's after I left the straight one, early doors, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat me up too much there. And it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Absolutely nowhere. But that, that was that game. I mean, what team are you resigning at the moment? Uh, currently training the 2.1 squad. Yeah, but as you know, different. It's a bit different this year, and I'm probably, I reckon I'll be lucky to be in the threes. Probably play fours for most of the season. Yeah, the the, the maximum amount of squads have, have sort of it's been quite confusing to the people involved, hasn't it? But I'm sure it's all for the greater good. Yeah, I'm sure it's all for the greater Bacon good. Bacon does. Yeah, and off pitch wise, what are you bring to the table? Um, I bring oh, a, a sociable presence. Yeah, love a pint. In terms of um, ability with booze, I'd say limited. 
Okay, yeah. I, think I, can, I socially have fun, but I, I struggle in professional leagues. When I can, yeah, I, yeah. I, can, I can confirm that. I can confirm that. Like, I wouldn't go further than three on the head. Yeah. That, that's still pretty, that's pretty admirable, though. Yeah, when you go back home, people are very impressed with, like, pint times and stuff. I think just being at university, we have no other life apart from just drinking pints, so it's quite... It a... is tragic. Uh, just, yeah. can you mention BPL? Oh, well, yeah, we should. We should, actually. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I'm not sh- I doubt the yeah, AU were listening. But <laughs> <laughs> if they are, please don't listen to this bit. Uh, we have the BPL coming up, the Bolting Premier League, and this is where you are dividing the six teams. The drafts already happened based in tiers, so the teams should be pretty even, I'd say. And next Monday we will convene and basically see who are the best boos in the club. Yeah, based on teams, it will be quite a competitive evening. No one else is going to be coming other than the cricket members because they don't want to see that. And I think we'll just say see you in fever. I guess yeah. we'll, see, we'll see them in fever after, and you'll sort of see what toll it's taken on our bodies. I Hopefully, see us in Fever. You'll see some of us in Fever. I don't think you'll see many. Mm. Hopefully, some Victorians are happy. Yeah, oh, this time next week. I mean, they're going to be very happy or gutted. Yeah. This time oh. next week. Yeah. It's good. I mean, this time next week's going to be a long day. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But it is going to be a good one. So, Trish, you have a question that you sort of want to keep continuously asking to every yeah. guest and take it away. So, I've been listening to quite a lot of podcasts, and as these are great podcasts, and I think we are sort of on that territory now <laughs> we can have one of these questions that we ask and our question is different to any others it's you've gone halfway through your game of cricket been out there for 45 overs what is on your dream match tee plate wow what a question I'd say for me it depends have I, have I batted first or I bowled first that would have an effect for me uh, you sit down and go for 45 overs oh, that's tough you, that need, tough you need filling up but am I, but am I coming in soon because yeah I'm, I'm, pers- I'm, I'm personally a, a, a nervous eater when it comes to I don't like the amount of questions. Yeah. The amount of questions sound like <laughs> but you can bat five. So you can eat as much as you want and you'll be okay. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, well, as well. You, see, you, go to, you go to your village grounds and you, you see an array of sandwiches, and that's, that's, always, that's always been enough for me. Yeah, I, do, yeah. I quite enjoy a um, cocktail sausage. I'd say yes. that's a, yeah, yeah. It's a niche um, like niche of mine, but I'd say any sort of sandwiches. I'd quite like a tuna, tuna mayo sandwich. I'd say that's where. That's where I do. I've got some good groans from the audience. It's a controversial yeah. A yellow card. I'm a fan. I, I do like my tuna. I do like my tuna. Um, but obviously, when you go to the, the nicer parts of parts of the UK, you get a hot meal. And oh, that, yeah. that is lovely. I had a, what's a lovely lasagna, I think it was. It might have been a, either the heating or the harrow. It's one of the ones. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, and that, that, was, that was probably the top of the pops. You wow. also, Ed, you're being very humble here, but... Firstly, if you can't tell, it is very well spoken. You went to Wellington College. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone clicks off. <laughs> <laughs> but he, um, so you must have had some sort of games against the MCC at school mm. where they had good meals. What was sort of on show at Wellington for the people who can't fork out 45 a year to go to school? <laughs> Try more than that, mate. <laughs> Um, I'd say I was actually hindered due to COVID in terms of match tees. Oh, Because oh, no. usually the Wayans in the first team would go have their match tees in like the dining hall area above the like the top floor of the pavilion. But due to COVID, that wasn't actually it wasn't actually an option, which is a shame. And we had to walk down to the other end of the field to this marquee with like, the rest of the pomo. How we all live. Exactly. Um, Wayans in match tees, as you can imagine, it it did a job. It's expensive, wasn't it? Yeah, like there's all these little like cakes and fruit and an array of things which even I have not clue what's going on there. Yeah. But they taste quite nice. Oh, nice. What would be on your t- prime tea for trench? Because I think we should go through it first and yeah. then we can sort of compare. So what am I having? Okay, crisps. I'm having prawn cocktail crisps. I think they're the, they're the way yeah. forward. Okay, just a nice snack on the side. I'll have a digestive also. And I'll for drink before we get onto the main plate. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, the starters. I'll have 
I'll have some squash. Hot drinks in the summer, no. As much as I love a cup of tea or coffee, you don't want it when you've been out in the field for, for 45 overs. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very against that as a concept. And then on my plate, I like the coronation chicken sandwiches of great choice. And at my club, I play club called West Edge Cricket Club. Great place. If anyone wants to join, please join. We're struggling for numbers this summer. They, they won't. <laughs> no danger. Uh, but a lovely man called Anil does a barbecue on Friday. Sort of really great Indian food. So you get lots of the leftovers on that. So sort of leftover oh, that's good, like yeah. chicken and that sort of stuff. So I think we're quite lucky to have that. It's a pretty good position now. Then the other ones, soft, mini sausage rolls, yeah. they're the way forward, aren't they? That was where I was going to go for mine. So I sort of, I actually stick here to sandwiches because I'm not, I'm not like mayonnaise, and that's a lot of. It's like very common in the, the sandwiches nowadays. But I, I settle in the sausage rolls. Everyone knows they're Billy sausage rolls. I normally have a plate of them. But what I like about the mini sausage rolls is you can have a lot more sausage roll content without having a big one. So you can have like five or six mini sausage rolls. And like, I'm fine. I'm not having a big one. When actually had more, you've had more pastry <laughs> yeah. and more sausage, and you're actually getting fatter. And you're going up for seconds as well. I'm going up for seconds as well with those. Yeah. But the oh, that would probably bulk my my meal. I quite like at our club. We have like the we have the fruit skewers, so like great yeah, great apples, strawberry, really nice there. Then oh, it's always a good bit of cake. Victoria sponge, I'll, I'll eat that. Lemon lemon drizzle, I'll eat that. Uh, crisps, ready sauce. I'm quite a boring bloke with that. And that's probably yeah. that's disappointing. My taste buds are quite mature. But that's what my plate would look like, yeah. anyway. And I'm, I'll be interested to hear future guests' plates in sort of time to come now. Yeah, I think I think we'll get very different answers depending on who we ask. Like, if we ask when Darren Stevens does eventually come on, <laughs> his will be a bit more like... Well, as in terms of the last week, the sirloin steak. Yes. Incredible. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, the extra students live, eh? Yeah. So we're going to move on to the bulk of our episode this week, which is going to be talking about the, the England-New Zealand test series. We've been we've been requested to talk about a bit more live and current cricket, so that's what we're going to do this week. And we're going to firstly start by reviewing the series, and then we're going to go on to our combined 11s of the current squads, sort of branching out to a few injured players here and there to make our dream England-New Zealand 11. So, Trez, what have you thought of the series so far? We've only had one game, but how do you think it went? Obviously, it's quite short, but I think it went definitely went our way, didn't okay. it? So, day one as a cricket fan, a cricket purist, as some of us are, Red, Red Bull lovers, I thought the arrogance of... The arrogance of Ben Stokes was uh, sort of to declare after 58 overs. I wasn't a fan of that. Okay. But I think after winning so much in yeah, Pakistan mm-hmm. and South Africa, yeah. I had I had this sort of weird faith and I just let that, just watch that go through. And it was actually really, really enjoyable just to watch some aggressive quality cricket, but uh, really good in general. And also just, if I could moan at one thing, it'd be the fact that no one really converted in the England test. Really? Yeah, I mean, did we have did we have a hundred? No, we had we didn't. Duck and eighties, eighties, yeah. yeah. And what do you think of that? I, I, well, it's it's this new it's new England era which we're in now. It seems like traditional Test cricket for England is something of the past. You yeah. just see players striking ninety, approaching a hundred. It's just a completely different different way of playing the game. Now, when you when you're declaring after fifty odd overs, just. It's just bizarre. It's just something you'd never have thought of, like even like a couple of years ago. And I, I, I like it. I think it will bring more interest into the game from younger younger people. Um, just cricket, it gets this massive tax. Oh, it's boring. It's long. Takes forever. But when you England are declaring a Test match after fifty overs, that that ticks that box. That creates mm-hmm. excitement the whole time. I think that's what we've got to get used to. We've got to get on brand. We've got to get used to the game. And I think, in fairness, Ben Stokes probably does know more about cricket than us. Yeah, and that's probably a fair assumption to make. <laughs> 
So I reckon we should back him. Back him yeah. to the hills. I also think that some players are out say they're welcome, as we're sort of going to get on to in the next yeah. couple of bits. But I think, despite Rawley getting, what did he get, four in the end? Yeah. I think he's looking a bit leggy at the moment. You know, he's, yeah. he's, getting on, he's getting on it. He's getting on after it. I don't think he's going to be around for much longer. No, well, Jimmy still looks the same old, same old. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. It's a bit of a joke. What would you, who would you say was the man of the, man of the game, or man of the test? Or tough. I think Harry Brook, just in terms of, well, he scored 140 runs in the sort of game, just looked so aggressive, always on it, always putting the uh, bowlers on the back foot. I think that was really just nice to watch. So I'd probably err uh, towards him. Yeah, bro. Uh, from a bowling standpoint, I'd say, well, I think England were brilliant with the ball. Yeah. Uh, all the plans they went to, whether it was bowling short or targeting the stumps. I mean, I'd, I'd say, I'd actually say that Stuart Broad. Um, well, he, he was considered his brand as being one of his, one of his spells, and you know how he yeah, gets into these yeah, ways yeah. where he just seems unstoppable. But there's nothing more satisfying than watching him knock over like four of the top five clean bowled in like yeah. one like twenty yeah, minute yeah. spell. I'd say about I can that spell changed yeah. I yeah. changed the game. It did, yeah. I think we were still going to win quite convincingly, but that spell effectively ended any chance. Like the next day, people were coming back to watch England win, and yeah, and we did so, did we? Came back from the Lemon Grove. After that, and we watched we watched us get our last five yeah. wickets, which is pretty good. Although, well, I was a little bit late on that. I got back 25 minutes late, and we were nine down. It was really upsetting. Yeah. I just sort of was away with the fairies and the night out, and came back, and we were nine down. So well, we we had what? a we had a fresh enjoy our house at nine down, and this man has walked all the way from Lemon Grove, which bear in mind is on campus, down to our house. We saw the last wicket, and they headed off after ten, <laughs> straight back up. Straight back up. It was bizarre. It was absolutely bizarre. I would say though, Stokes, interesting test match for him. Mm-hmm. Didn't really, didn't really convert or score any runs in general, and I don't remember him bowling a great deal either. He didn't bowl that much. Or oh, Joe Root bowled before him. Yeah, he chose to bowl Joe Root before him in New Zealand, which is synonymously seamer-friendly conditions. Do you think Stokes is sort of taking a back seat in this side and letting other people take over? Well, or do you reckon it's good captaincy? I think it's in, in general good captaincy. But the one thing, as I think lots of captains who have bowled in the past have always said, that it's sort of hot, even at club cricket, all the way to international cricket people always say it's hard to manage your bowling workload as a captain I think he's seeing that because he averages 32 with the ball and Jerry averages 45 so he's clearly a better bowler and seem a friendly condition he should be bowling first but I think we'll get into that in a bit oh we will indeed we will indeed right should we get on with the main event yes our combined England New Zealand 11 now we're all coming at this from different angles I think Tredge looking at the computer in front of him has created his own stats that uh, Crick Info didn't even have. That's sort of level that he's gone to. I'm very much on the eye test sort of things. I would never be going into that stats world. And then we've got Brew, who's sort of a bit of a mix of both. Best of both worlds, which I think like probably, medium. Which yeah. would probably be the best for yes. the viewers. So how should we do this? Should we uh, sort of... I think should we uh, start by debating all our openers as mm. our opening pairing. Yeah. And then uh, we can have a discussion with them and go from there. So, yeah. Edward. Okay. Right. First one. Ben Duckett. I think I think this picks it picks itself in honesty. If you look at his form since the return to the England side, averaging fifty-eight like point two five since the return. And if if you if you're going on the eye, his eighty-four in that first innings, I'd say is one of the most fluid innings I've seen in the running in a very long time. Yeah, he did look pretty good out there. I understand that. Who did you go for with Trench? Uh so my first my first one, which I hope you've all got. Is Devin Conway. He is, he is bar, bar Barbarazan, the best all format cricketer in the world at the moment. He makes cricket look so, so easy, averaging 53.4 and sort of uh, this year and last year and in his whole career, he's consistently averaging 
mid-50s. He's a proper, proper player. Oh, he hasn't played for that long yet, only 1,229 runs, but hopefully he's going to go on and uh, play lo- loads and loads of cricket and sort of be one of their future greats. Yeah, Con- Conway's in. Conway's yeah, Conway's in. Sure. in. I just think it's, it's, it's a shame that he's, he got introduced to these people. Like, what did he pass 30? Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, he was... Uh, he's, he's been introduced to the game so late because he could have gone down as... The South like, African greats as well. Yeah, that's a very yeah. good point. <laughs> they were fighting for a signature, weren't they? And, yeah, certainly were. What, he picked New Zealand instead? Yeah, he picked New Zealand instead. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I presume you have an opener, is he? I've, I've gone... He's not had the best patch of form recently, but I think class is permanent. I haven't gone for Ben Duck. I've gone for Tom, Tom Latham. I think he's a proper tip-top player. He's scored, I think, two double tons this time, 13 tons, good conversion race, ratio, like above 30-odd percent. I think it's 37 or something. I can't remember. I've got to type that one down. But really, sort of, can go in there, bat long, score runs. He averages 42. I think he's the complete opener. So I'd go for mm. double up on New Zealand. I agree with you there. I went Conway and Latham. Yeah. Well I think Duckett, yes, talking about Conway being new to see him, but Duckett is very new. Yes, yes. his innings was really... Was ballsy. It was really good. I just think I'd rather have something in there alongside Conway who'd score quickly with a yeah. to be solid at the other end. So yeah, frustrate the bowlers. So that's who I'd go for in the opening partnership. I'm very happy with that. So we've got Latham and Conway. They're locked in. They're Latham locked in. Conway. Conway. Not happy. So <laughs> <laughs> number three. Number okay. three. Okay, so I'd like to go from three to uh, sort of five and six, and I'll just say all the names to go through. Yeah, and then, yeah. then we'll go yeah. through order by order. So we've got Ollie Pope, uh, Joe Root, Harry Brook. Kane Williamson, Nichols, Mitchell, and Johnny Bairstow. So they're, they're the... They're who we can pick. They're who, yeah, they're they're who we can pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, and I'm, 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 we'll start with number three and then work down. So who's everyone got at number three? Kane Williamson. Kane Williamson. Kane Williamson. Is there a debate with Pope? Uh, no. Not really. No. Although the thing is with Kane Williamson, he didn't have a great 2022. He hasn't played much cricket recently. But again, class is permanent. Double ton in Pakistan yeah. recently. Yeah, but as in sort of the twenty twenty two, he hasn't he didn't play that much overall. But I lost think, the captaincy as well. Yeah, but it's sort of class is permanent. And the other thing, or even with him and Pope, you've got to take into account they are some of the best fielders in Test cricket. So it, it would be it's really important to have one of those in there. I think we've all gone Williamson at three. We have, yeah. And at four, who have we all gone for? Surely it's obvious. Has to be rude. The former, the former skipper Joe Root, yeah. I have gone for Joe Root, but I'd, I'd like to, <laughs> as, as we're picking this on form as well as okay, yeah. sort of current. Aww. In his last 10 tests, uh, or no, his last 10 innings, he's got 185 runs, an average, obviously, 18.5 being out in all of them. Only 150 at 73 in Pakistan, I think. 73 in Pakistan. That's really not good for a sort of sort of meant to be the best cricketer in the world and there are other people coming through. Do you think Basball's ruined him a bit? No, no, you go for it. Um, well, I'd say it depends on your stance and stance in the game. Like, um, little shout out to Ollie Harris, he's a, he's a purist of the game. I can imagine he would agree that Jay Root, Jay Root has always been tarnished. <laughs> um, yeah, but if you look at his stats in England under Basball, nothing wrong there. Plenty of hundreds, scoring well. Yeah, I think with Root... On, on, as an ITS man, I don't know the stats behind it, so I get, I get, I get what you're saying there. But I just think the most frustrating thing for me is, is the is the manner in which he's getting yeah. out. Sort of, what did he get out of this test? He got he got reverse scooping and reverse sweeping. I want to say reverse yeah. scooping, reverse, reverse scooping and sweeping. Or yeah. reverse I think it was reverse sweep. I think yeah. it was reverse sweep. But either way, it's just 
there is a time and place yeah. for a shot, but not when we're trying to rebuild innings or when, when you're at four and, and yeah. that's always England's open, England's open to go out for cheap. You, know? yeah. you don't need to do that in this series. You've got Harry Brook and Ben Stokes who are in the team to do that. Yeah, I think Root and Pope, which Pope is doing pretty well in my opinion, yeah. building the innings, sitting in there, getting us a good partnership, allowing Brook and Stokes to get on with it. So I'd say Root is still in there because there's not simply because there's not, not another alternative, but he could definitely be playing a lot better. And the other thing with Joe Root that I'd like to sort of throughout his career, he's a problem of converting his 50s to tons. He averaged about 32 and a half his sort of conversion rate compared to the other top players, Coley, uh, Smith. I think Smith's almost at 50. Uh, Williamson's at 43. So he's sort of that slightly that bracket below there again. So is there another problem there? But over, I think, Root's in the side and you can't really debate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can, I can, it'd be it'd be, it'd be making headlines tomorrow yeah. if Jerry did not make this side. <laughs> Although more people will be talking about the podcast, and maybe I should have just gone. You know what? Getting Dan Lawrence in. Why yeah. not? <laughs> we are moving on to number five. Uh, we are moving on to number five. So for number five, I'd like to talk about oh, quite quite a few people. I think this is where it gets a little bit more heated. Some might say. So we've got Harry Brook, Nichols, Mitchell. Johnny, Johnny Bairstow too, who was getting this last year, the year of his life, and he scored five tons. And if he didn't uh, sort of get injured, I think he might have been up for the sports personality of the year. So he had a brilliant year. So speak to me, bro. Who are you going for at five? See, so the thing about Johnny Bairstow, I'd say he's the Marcus Rashford of the cricketing world. Yeah. When he's hot, he's hot. Yeah. But as we've seen, he before this in your summer, there was a lot of questions. Well, wait, it, 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 was, yeah. it was his first, it was the last test in Australia, was it, when he got his ton? Yes. And that, that was the start of a good purple yeah. Prior to that, it caused him to be dropped, wasn't it? Yeah. There, there was, especially when you got a man like Ben Folks come in, he can keep, decent enough with the bat. But it's, I just say, for me, I've got, I'll tell you what I've got down I've got Brooke down in it, not Bairstow, because will Bairstow be the same player coming back from injury than he was before? I just, I just don't think he's that consistent. The other thing, where will Bairstow bat when he comes back? I, exactly, I, it's a great question. I've still got a, I hope that he'll come in and open, but just, just, just let him open. He opens in the white ball stuff. Just let him open. Zach Crawley is, in my opinion, a pretty terrible cricketer. And if you take away his two six seven, he only averages twenty three in Test match cricket. So he's, he's really not that great as a cricketer. And he can't catch. And yeah, he can't he snap. loves shelling them, doesn't oh, he? Yeah. Oh, so it was two. It was two this test, by the way. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Got a feel for him. Dropping yeah. a catch off James Anderson must be one of the <laughs> yeah. worst feelings in the world. <laughs> yeah. When he's chasing uh, Shane Warne and they know they're talking about it, and he just shells an easy one. Yeah. Sorry, Jim. And, if, <laughs> and in fact, when I was making my stats, I was going to have sort of an eye test fielder thing. And then I went yes, yes, yes. And the only one I went no to in the whole thing was Zach Crawley. <laughs> Justified. Yeah. Fair. But I presume have you gone for Brook as well, Trench? Uh, at five. I have not gone for Harry Brook. You haven't gone for him. So I have. Should I explain why? Yes. As as we get, I don't know, an eye test man. I think he's been he's just been whacking, isn't he? He's he's the perfect number five for basketball. You've got and you've got Root and you've got in this team Williamson, but we we've got normally Pope at three. Brook is that man at five that can loosen his arms and put off the ball, put off the ball. He's trying to hit him off his line. That's why I'd have have him in. And he's just he's at the moment he's proving why I should be in the team. Yeah, I I agree. Well, but I've gone for a slightly different perspective as we got Kane Williamson who will strike above 50 strike uh, strike great and Joe Root who will strike between 60 and 70 when he's playing well so I've gone if everything goes wrong I think you need a real bit of grit in there so I've gone Mitchell at 5 
Lot five, God. Last last year he averaged sixty-eight uh, in in cricket, scoring six hundred eighty-three runs. And he's a proper proper player. I think he averages fifty-six in cricket overall, albeit a short career so far. But looks really really solid. And I think something that's neglected in Test cricket nowadays. It's just being hard to get out. I remember in the summer, everyone talked about how we're going to get Mitchell out, like sort of good off the back foot, good off the front foot, good at leaving the ball. I think that's something that we really really under like sort of don't value enough and sort of Harry Brooks scored three times and everyone thinks he's the second coming of, of Joe Root so <laughs> why can't he be though he can be but I don't think we, we can say him over da- uh, Daryl Mitchell at the moment I'd like someone sort of to be there and grit our teeth and there's not there's not many players like Daryl Mitchell who so hard to get out will block you out all day leave you so well then when just one's in his right start doesn't matter seam or spin will put you down the ground yeah. six there's very few players that might be like because Pujara one of the considered one of the hardest players to yeah. get out just chewing it all day but I think the game which Mitchell has which Pujara doesn't is being able to just throw his hands and just absolutely launch it yeah I think that's something that's really not sort of talked about enough is his which so are you changing your answer to Jack to no I'll, I'll stay I'll stay with Brooke purely because well, average of 77 striking at 96 yeah I mean that speaks for itself and that's after a rubbish debut as well yes so it's really what but that was, that was only one innings that day. Yeah, it? he did that. Was it 12, 12 in the first inning? Yeah, then. I think he got out really bizarre. I think it was like yeah. a half volley, which managed to get down yeah. to like fine leg. Fine leg, yeah. yeah. Brooke is in. Brooke is in. I, I, I don't normally like to listen to other people's opinions, but <laughs> on the podcast, I'm going to try to. Don't get me started. <laughs> Six. Six. I've gone for our Randa in here. I've gone for Ben Stokes, I think. Ben Stokes. Somebody. Captain saw. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, also, I looked at his stats, I was like, well, they're, they're okay. They're, they're not brilliant, but he does make something happen. Whenever you need something, whether it be those last three wickets he took at uh, uh, South Africa in 2020 or uh, sort of headingly or even in the one-day stuff, he's always the man that makes something happen. Mm-hmm. I think in all good sides, they've got like a magic man who can make something happen out of nothing. So that's why I've gone for uh, yeah, Ben Stokes. I completely agree with that. I'll just say, got... On my notes, I've got obviously captaincy ten out of eleven since picking it up. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. no one's going to really slay you. And my, they have a, no, no cricket stat. Backbone of a blue whale is what I've got down. <laughs> just like just speaking of what you're saying there, when it's a, like for last three, three, four wickets left, Ben Stokes will bowl. I don't know a 16, 17 over spell or whatever, yeah. like whatever it is. Just just him just hitting the pitch time and time again. And I think it's just that perseverance and that grit which few players have on the circuit these days. Stokes is the sort of like you'd love in BPL. He's the, yeah. he's the mentality. <laughs> the mentality. Yeah. He would keep going. He would, I reckon he could do three, at least. Yeah. Like right now, without training, Stokes could do three. Yeah. He's got a big stomach on in that, lads. Is that seven? Is this quite seven. a controversial this is, this is really interesting because we need a Glassman, mm. but we've, we've got Ollie Pope can keep. Yeah. Johnny Bairstow can keep. Ben Folks can keep. He's a keeper. Josh Butler can keep. Ooh. A, a very rogue one. And also Bundle. Is... Conway. And, and Conway can have glass, but I don't think yeah, he's getting nothing. Like, part-timer. Yeah. yeah. And Bundle as well. So where have you boys gone at number seven? I think I'm a strong believer in you've got to pick your best keeper. And for me, the best keeper is Ben Folks. And I think he's... When he first came into the side, obviously he made a very good... Was it debut test ton in Sri Lanka? Yes, yeah. And then since after that, kind of fell off a bit. Is in and out of the team, and but it's he's shown in the last England English summer, and throughout bits of the this winter, that 
he's he is a valuable asset with the bat as well. He is he is the anomaly in the England lineup in terms of the baseball aspect. He usually goes at his own rate of around fifty, I'd say. Yeah. But I think you've still got to be, got to have your best keeper in. Yeah. Standing up to Stuart Broad, for example, that's just ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? I've gone for a different keeper. I've gone for best at seven. Oh. So the reason I've gone best at seven is slightly because of my team, because my eight to eleven are just simply bowlers. So I'd want my number seven to be able to hold a bat and sort of actually get through the innings. Oh, I thanks for that. <laughs> he could be bat, but I think Bairstow, as we've seen, as we discussed already before, his form when he went before injury yeah. was incredible. And I think Bairstow is the sort of bloke that I would try, I would find a way to get him inside, whether that is open. But I think at seven, he'd do a really good job. I think he's yeah. got a backup Stokes if he's, as we saying, gets out and he can sort of nitty-gritty get in there. I don't think folks has got the fight. I don't think he's got the fight that I've seen, I've seen Bairstow. Might disagree, but I'd, I'd go to Bairstow for those reasons. I think there's one thing that you sort of bear... I, I haven't chosen Bairstow, but Bairstow, whenever anything's up against him, whenever the Met media talk about him, he scores 100. He's the man who wants to prove people wrong, which I think is quite a good trait to have. But I've gone different again. I've gone Blundell. Oh, like Billy, that. you talked about holding a bat. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm going to go into a bit of debating here. Johnny Bairstow averaged 37 in his career. Ben Folk 33. Blundell, 44.2. Sort of a, it's hard to get out. Scores at 50. Scores runs. And he's not that much of a weaker, weaker uh, wicketkeeper to folks. So I'm going uh, Blundell there. I did tell you I didn't look at the stats. Just confirm. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't say you got me there because I didn't look at but I, I get you coming from. I think yeah. Blundell is his time was gritty as well. Yeah. That kept him in that game. Yes. Now that time we, we could have been done on day three. Yeah. It was so proper, slight recency bias there. Yeah. Or in all, in all fairness, I was reading an article on Winston and it did say is he the best uh, test match wicketkeeper batsman in all time? When did that go? Oh, out? No. <laughs> yeah. Or two days ago. What Not all times in, like, in the world at the moment. Oh, well, no, it's I wouldn't say so. Richard Pant. Probably if, if if he's allowed, he's, if, if, he, if he's back, can back fit. If he comes back stronger, yeah, if he comes back stronger. All that. So who are we putting in then? So you got yeah, that's tough. Who's willing to budge? I'd be willing to budge Bearstow. Nice, I agree with that. Well, that's my partner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would you be going for Bearstow? Well, like you said, it's it is it is a form thing form thing for me in terms yeah. of like will he be the same player as he was, but. I mean, when you see when you get five wickets and you see Johnny Bairstow walking in, and you know what he can do to you as a bowling yeah. attack, that's a that's a that's a long day in the field. Though. It is, especially having received broken Stokes exactly already. So Bairstow's in. Yeah, so, Bairstow's in. I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, so now we're into the bowlers. How are we setting up? Or how many spinners and seamers are we going for here? Should we bat them first? I, with my team, I've chosen Joe Root at four. We're playing this in New Zealand as if it was the second test. And it's not a very spinner-friendly conditions. So I've gone as Joe Root, as a man who can just sort of get through the overs to be my spinner. And uh, Mitchell bowls a bit as well. So I've gone for four seamers. Coach Brew. I see. I I picked... I, I do have a genuine spinner in here. Um, Ajaz Patel. Uh, I thought my side... Well, I just I wanted a, wanted a spinner. Joe, I mean, Joe Root, obviously... Can bowl off spin, but he's, he's not. He's not a serious threat unless he's playing on some horrible pitch in India. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I picked Ajaz Patel and I picked him over Leach. Partly a bit of stats work, bare average. Yeah. And I think Ajaz Patel can win games. 
I can he can win games by himself, and I don't think Jack Leach is quite that caliber of spinner. He did want to get a temper. He did get as a temper. We know, yeah. Yeah. As we all know, yeah. So I went I went for one spinner, I went for Leach. But that was simply a toss-up between Leach and Patel, so I'm happy to change and go for Patel. So we have one spinner on our side. Okay, if, if we really want to spin, I, I will happily let you guys have a spinner. Okay, we've got, we got the tendency to spin Thanks for letting us have it. No worries at all. No one's deceivers. No one's deceivers. Coach, I reckon, yeah, I reckon you can start this one. Who's your first name on the deceivers? As you like three more. Who's your... Who would you always pick? pick? Okay, well, James Anderson. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy yeah, Anderson. Jimmy Anderson. His average went under 26. A bowling average for the first time since his second test, which proves he's just getting better and better with age. I say, yeah, average since under Stokes, 16.16. Yeah. But, wow. I mean, that is ridiculous for a man wow. 40 odd. That is wow. How long do you he'll stick around for? Well, if he, if he could still bowl 80 plus and hoop it both ways, there's, no, well, whenever he can stop bowling 80 plus, I think when you get a little bit slower, people might be able to get used to it, but. He knows the formula of Test match cricket better than anyone else. He's played 170 odd Test matches, so I think he's the one. He just knows how to do it, and I think he's stayed for a long time. Mm, he's the go. He is the go to fast bowling. He is. Yeah, he's pretty good, isn't he? That's all. We won't go there. We won't go there. That's a conversation for another day. <laughs> but I, I think Glenn McGrath might be, not be very happy. He would be furious for that, but longevity is a massive. Bruce just chucked that opinion. Just got to do that another time. And you have a two seamers. I reckon these are sort more well well yeah. bearing. I reckon okay. you got the stats here. Okay, so I'm going to just speak you through the names that I've got here, and then we can go through some stats of them too. So I've got Ollie Robinson. I think he was he was my first name on the team sheet, and then Tim Salvey. Was he? I don't know. Paul <laughs> <Is that bar>. <laughs> Anderson. Paul Anderson. Yeah. Paul Anderson. Yeah. Why? Sixty-five wickets, bowling average of nineteen, and I think he's looked better with the bat recently I think he's got back, test batting average of 13 but I don't think that does them justice I think he can sort of hold out 20 to 25 batting average hopefully aggressive um, sort of moves it really nicely and he's got wickets wherever he's gone whereas Anderson's struggled in places not that uh, Ollie Robinson's gone everywhere yet but he's got wickets everywhere he's gone so I think he could be a really good player in years to come I tend to disagree there but okay. Anyway, then we've got Tim Salvey, Bolt, uh, Broad, Mark Wood, Joffrey Archer. As I think mm-hmm. the key, as Nasser Tane always says, the key to any uh, world class side is a lightning quick bowler and a really good spinner. So we got we got a, a solid spinner in there. So if we can get a lightning quick bowler as well, that will be nice. And then Carl Jameson too. So where do you got boys like to go? Uh, so I had, I had Robertson in as well. I had Robertson right. and Anderson. Um, and I only realised I've got 10 on the team sheet. So I've got... <laughs> there is debate. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's it's a tough one for that next team. Or two. I mean, I toss up between like Broad, Southie and Bolt, I reckon. None, but none of those are the Express, which you yeah. are after. But I guess it also depends where you're playing and the fitness of those quick yeah. teamers. Like Mark Wood, you can't play every test. And neither would Joffre, I don't think. If they're going to be, no, if, they're, if they're both fit or whoever you're having, who who would be a, that third? So I think Ollie, have you gone for Ollie Robinson too? I've Robinson as well. Yeah, I think that was not my first scene pick, but he was always going to be there as well. Nice. So yeah, Sussex boy as well. <laughs> always in. Yeah. I would see as Tamal Mills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's good>. yeah. <laughs> Chris um, Jordan until last time I would have been in there. He was sort of left for the money. Disgusting. Yeah. We'll get into that another time, though. <laughs> we're probably in a Sussex game. But who is your last? Who is your other seamer? 
I've gone, I've gone really out there. I wanted a bit of conversation here. I've gone for Jofra Archer. I just... All right. I'll, I'll go for my rationale. I went for the rationale of the eye test. I'm not having him sort of when he bowls at 84 miles an hour. I think that's a load of rubbish. Mm. I don't want him doing that. I want him bowling quick. When the game's gone dead, he's the one that can make something happen. He's um, sort of that spell uh, uh, against Steve Smith. Was that the Oval? In twenty nineteen, Lords yeah. in twenty nineteen. That's the sort of thing that I want from him. Express pace, really put them under pressure. I think that's that's what he's there for. Sort of one roll, sort of bowl quick, keep people on their toes, keeps them always thinking in the game. As I think Ollie Robinson, Anderson, and Bolton Sally as well. I think when the ball's six years old, they don't have much going for them. So I think Joffrey's. That's why I've gone for Joffrey. Interesting. Yeah, I I went for. Carl Jameson. Oh, yes. The Kiwi. He is Kiwi. great. He is, this is the only bit of stats I did, he's six foot eight. Yes. Which means he's quite tall. He is. He's quite tall. So that ball is coming, which means he's tall. Oh, yes. That ball is going from quite a height. Yeah. He is, he's proven in New Zealand as well. I believe this is we're playing this next test match. Yeah. And, funny. And I think with, jo- I think with Jofra, I'd just be, I know we were saying that they're fit, but I'd be worried he'd break down mid-game. I'll be yeah. worried about that mid-game. Mm. And I think you will see in the next couple of years him very much me away from Rebel stuff. Yeah, I'd be quite upset about that. It'll be, it'll be a shame, but yeah. I'll understand it. I'd lose respect after this is the proper format of cricket. Yeah. And I'd, I'd, just, I'd put Jameson in. I think he's... I don't know if you've already got the stats there. Yeah, 72 wickets, an average of 19, and can also hold a bat. Yeah. Sort of batting average of 20-odd. Re- I think he's a really solid batsman. And I think if you put him at 6 or 7 in most international sides... He wouldn't even look that far out of place. Yeah. Well, in our team with him eight, him eight, Robinson nine, or yeah. vice versa, you back down to there, don't you? Yeah, you, you back down to there. I think it's something really important if there is a bad day of you going to play Australia with this team hypothetically, mm-hmm. and Cummins has gone through the top four. You still got batting down to nine. You have got people who can score you forties. That's something really important. Coach Brew. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm to be swayed because there's only my own 10 names on the team I'm very much up for debate here you're, you're the son of I would say Joffre Arch I do like that I do agree with someone because you've got two swing bowlers there in Robertson and Anderson yeah. and you, you, so you do need something different I mean I guess because Carl Jameson he does, he's not slow he's not slow he's slightly quicker than uh, Robinson and Anderson mm. 87 mile now yeah. I just looked on my phone yeah <laughs> good um, but I, I, I strongly believe Josh Farage cannot play all three formats for England. The workload just, right. just won't work for him. And he better get one. <laughs> he can't play one. Yeah, he can't get 24 overs in the T20, 24 balls in the T20s. So. No. Yeah, but for one test match, if I'm picking for him just for a single test match, which we are doing, it has to be Josh Farage, in my opinion. Yeah. Archer's in. Archer's in. Archer's in for this single test match. So shall, yeah. we, so shall we go through the team to clarify? Do you want me to try all of the batsmen then? Yeah. yeah. Well, where's Archer batting? Is he... Uh, Ten. If you uh, nine, we've got Jimmy and Patel below. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've got it. I've got you. So we've got. Well, actually, to type this out. Apologies, viewers. Uh, we've got at one Tom Nathan. Yes. Two Devon Conway. I think that's a great opening partnership. Three Kane Williamson. Four Joe Root. Five Harry Brook. Six Sir Ben Stokes and captain. Seven Johnny Bairstow. Eight Ollie Robinson. Nine Joffrey Archer. And was it Aj? I'm just saying. Ajaz. Ajaz Patel. Sorry about my pronunciation there. Do you feel Bob G M? Very different from Ajaz Patel, but Levin Anderson. That's our eleven. I think that's a pretty strong side. Oh, strong side. They win most places, I reckon. They do I pretty well. 
But I think even if you had that England England bottom nine and just had two New Zealand openers, we'd still probably win most more games than we do now. Yeah, I think we'd be pretty much scared in the world. I think the only problem is we'd struggle to go to India or this team and England just because we don't have any good spinners and they're going into games with Ravi Ashwin, Jadeja and Axel Patel, who all have bowling averages of under 25 in Test cricket. And they're, they're knocking over the Aussies at the moment, aren't they? They are. It's an embarrassment to me. But it is lovely to see. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> also, considering Steve Smith said it's more important than the Ashes, and for them to think that it's more important, for they've really tried really hard on that, obviously, and how they're losing every game. It's hilarious to see. No, Australian cricket is in a bit of a bit of a state at the moment. And we're loving seeing it. Yeah. We're actually loving seeing it. That's our, that's our combined level. I think we've got a strong side there. Yeah, and who's who's carrying the drinks for us boys today, do you reckon? Uh, I had a couple of names. I mean, you, you'll definitely be familiar with one. And he's been mentioned before on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be Mr. Mr. Luke Charles. <laughs> <laughs> As you know, extra cricketer. Um, involved with the Gloucester Shet setup. And as I'm, just, this is, this is, I'm going to quote here. He's apparently very good at carrying drinks. So I don't see him in a specialist role. Get him out there. I agree with that. I think he's in. It'll be good experience for him. Luke Charles, will tough 12 man. Charles, will bring your bib. Bring your bib, you're in. <laughs> Apologies, Charles. Man. We do always need a bit of Luke Charles of slander on here. We're not going to mention the other one we always slander today. We're going to keep no. the name off this podcast. And we're going to move on to the quiz. Yeah. Quiz. This is where I get nervous. This is where I get oh. nervous. So- before this, I asked Brew how, how good his cricket knowledge was, and he said, oh, I do just love scrolling through Wisdom and looking through the articles. <laughs> so I think I think we're looking at a 10 out of 15 here. Oh, uh, for those of you who haven't listened to the podcast before, because hopefully we're growing week on week, but it doesn't seem like that at the moment, sad times. So um, the podcast, the quiz will have five questions, and each question will be a cricketer with three clues. If you get a, from the first clue, you get three points. If you get it from the second clue, you get two points. From the third clue, you get one point. And I'll do the five questions, and then we'll, you get a tally at the end. See okay. what you compare to the others. Question number one. I have a stadium named after me in my home nation. Um, right. <laughs> Any names flying through your head or second clue? I was thinking... Ugh, you can't pass. I was going to go West Indian, is what I think. I'm pretty sure there's a ground out there. But who, who is... Is it... Oh... Tossing between Ambrose and Richards here. Might be might be wrong in both accounts. I'm gonna chuck, I'll go go Richards. It's not Viv Richards. That's a shame. Is there a stadium named after Viv Richards? I've got a feeling there is a Viv Richards the stands, the stadium, something out yeah, there. Yeah, at least something yeah. after him. He's pretty big. Uh, he was good at Griffin. Mm-hmm. I am the top test run scorer for my country. Oh dear. I'm gonna struggle with aren't I? <laughs> Where'd you play? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> um, not England. You're struggling, yeah? I am struggling, massively. Um, not Kiwi. Is it India? Could be India. Was it fucking Oh, wow. Wow. Speak up, I reckon. Should go through your minds. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you've, you've got me here. My wisdom reading has done me absolutely no good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know where I'd start. I'm trying to talk. I'm thinking subcontinent. I'm thinking Sri Lanka, India, or Pakistan at the moment. But that's purely because I just don't know. <laughs> okay. Are we going to Yeah, let's go. Give me a new one. one. I, I think this will give it away. Right. I'm the only man to score a 400 in Test cricket. Oh, right, no. So close yet, quite far away. You've let, you've let yourself down, I tell you. I have. Uh, don't, don't tell you me, champ. No, oh, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not getting champed on this podcast. Apologise right now. Sorry, Bill. You came from a rap, irrational yeah. place. 
He's not saying he's wrong. Um, Sorry, we've got Rob Harris just sort of wading <laughs> in saying there is a Vibrid. Is there a Vibrid to stay in? There is, which is right. Is that in Antigua? It's in Antigua, and Brian Charles Lara is in Trinidad, I believe. Oh, well, game's the game. Yeah. So, question number two, clue number one. I made my test debut June 2018 against Pakistan. June 2018 against Pakistan. Who on earth was playing Pakistan in 2018? Was it us? Don't I? <laughs> You're yeah. I am. I'm, I'm a bit rattled. I got so into. I'm still just. Do you know what? You know what's still laying on my mind. I want Dan, Ben Duckett to open the back. <laughs> that is what's still going through my mind. 2018. Marnus Lavashane. It's not Marnus Lavashane. Oh, did he? Mm. The, 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 did he get signed? Debut. Pardon? Did Marnus debut? In no, Marnus debut. He did debut in the UAE, but that would have been 2019. I think that was February 2019. I'm yeah. sure Ollie Massey will be listening to this and calling me up for my stats, but I do apologise. I got James Vince's test debut wrong last week. And I knew it as soon as I said it, but John started talking, so I didn't want to interrupt them. Apologies. Uh, clue number two I was named player of the series in the England India series in 2018 at home. Oh, Sam Curran. It is Sam Curran. Oh, good knowledge. Good knowledge. And do you know why I chose Sam Curran? He's a Wellington boy, is he? He's a Wellington boy. It's the second best cricket to come out of Wellington behind you, Teddy Brew. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tom Curran's definitely in that three. <laughs> Tom Curran's so the, the full toss. <laughs> I think Elliot Oates, who's my vice vice captain, <laughs> yeah. Um, so number three, clue number one. I scored my only test 50 on debut. Oh, hello, Jamie Overton. It's not Jamie Overton, but great guess. Yeah, that's a really good pick. Oh, yes, I have, uh, oh, yeah, clue number two. I scored 11 white pool hundreds for the top score of 180. Jason Roy. It is Jay Roy. Yeah. Big go, Sarah. Yeah. It was 72. Against Ireland, wasn't it? Yeah, against Ireland. Washington. Yeah. Well, he, he, didn't, he didn't have the bottle to open the batting, and Jack Leach came ahead of him. He got 92. <laughs> no, but that. J- J- Jason Roy in test matches. What, what really got to me is the fact that you make a very. Like a good ball look unbelievable by throwing himself on the floor after every time he got bowled. It was really crazy yeah. to watch. Not the one against Nathan Lyon, where he just sort of just fell. Oh, yeah, we're looking to save a test, and he comes launching himself down the track. He's just like, Jason, what are you doing? What are you doing? Head loss. Indeed. But did win us the Cricket World Cup, wasn't it? So we'll let him off. He's even. Yeah. And number four, clue number one, I've been every year of the IPL. There is only a handful of people who have done this, so. Donny. It's not MS Donny. Good guess. Question number two. I made my test debut in November 2013 versus the West Indies. Hmm, Rayner. Suresh Rayner. It is not Suresh Rayner. Oh. I'm just I'm still going off the IPL. I'm just saying, right, you, yeah. You've been lurking around in the IPL a long time. And question number three. I'm the test captain for my nation. Oh, dearie me. Um, Rohit Sharma. It is Rohit Sharma. Oh, nervous there. <laughs> that was a you. That one I sort of left in there because it couldn't have been anyone else. But there yeah, was so many, I bet yeah. there were so many names. There's like so many that. names like just um in, like Indian legends who've like been around for yeah, themes yeah, like yeah. forever. Oh, and, and this last one's hard, but <laughs> you said you said you like what wisdom. I and, love wisdom. And this is for the people who really love. How many? Yeah. How many is it like five? Six. Six points. Six six points. Take, I walk away with six. I have. So I think seven, seven's par. We said. I got seven. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the plan was slightly easier when I didn't get Coley. But, <laughs> yeah, I could have got like 10 of them. <laughs> uh, 
Clue number one. I've coached a county cricket side to the county championship. Gareth Batty. It's not Gareth Batty. But I think, firstly, I'd like to say the county championship is the pinnacle of cricket. It is a beautiful, beautiful it, picture. It is, it is the tip of the top of cricket. Clue number two. I have the lowest batting average out of anyone who scored a Test Match 100. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, right. He's, he's going to be some... He's like a... Ter- he's, sort, he's managed to just drag themselves to 100. And it isn't actually any good at cricket. <laughs> Test 100. Test 100, was it? Yeah. Test 100. And you say he's now a coach. Now a coach. Uh, he's, he's, I don't think he is coaching at the moment, but he was a coach. And he was a coach. 2016. Oh, oh 2016. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I want to say. How well do I don't know my county champ? <laughs> Not that well. Um, <laughs> just get scared. I go, go got nothing. And clue um, number three of the highest highest ever score for a night watchman. Jason Gillespie. It is Jason Gillespie. Uh, uh, bowling average of. I was going to go Gillespie, but I had no idea if he did anything in the county champ. I know no. he coached Sussex, but did he coach someone Yeah, he coached Yorkshire as well as so the county hey. championship. Yeah, the great documentary on him on Sky actually. So. Viewers or listeners, watch, watch that back. Yeah, <laughs> watch it. A score of seven. That I think yeah, most people got seven so far. What did Turner get last week? A nine. You did. You did well. Turner, yeah. Turner did well. So I did, but with Turner again, I wanted to try and. You went to his mates. I went, I went to his mates. I wanted to see if he yeah. couldn't get any of his mates if I put the sort of the actual clues in there. But he did quite well. So we should have read your stats up, Tretch. As your yeah. coach, I should, I should probably have a better attack of defence. Batting average of six and a half, bowling average of forty-five. How is he? How is he playing pro cricket? He's not. <laughs> He's, just you. He's yeah. in the room. That's a yeah. Right. Well, I guess that's us done then. You know yeah. how I combine New Zealand and England eleven. We've gone through the quiz with Teddy Brew. Learned a bit about him. And that, that's where we're on that. I, I mean, thoroughly enjoyed today. Thanks for coming on, Ed. That was a really yeah, good Thank you very much, Chad. That, that's good fun. Good fun. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that today. Yeah. One of my best ones, actually. Better than Chad, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely. Easily. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. Sure. <laughs> Just champ him. Yeah. Oh, well, you champ me. That was, that was silly. Yeah, you can't champ Churchy. You yeah. champ you. Yeah. 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 There's a big, big difference. Different, cal- different calibre of men now. Yeah. Right? yeah. But, oh, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, I guess we leave it there, don't we? Yeah. Thanks, Shredge, for being with me today. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. Play your rain cards correctly. See you next week.